I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Becky Streepy. I'm David Streepy. And this is the very first episode of Talkin' Tofu, where a couple of vegans talk about what we ate. (laughs) This week on the show, we'll talk noodle bowls, plantain tacos, and we'll try the new frozen just egg patties. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning into the first episode. This is very exciting, and it has been a long time coming. Dave, when did we first have this idea? Like last year sometime. Yes, I remember talking about it at a conference. I want to say at the Mediavine conference, which is a food blogger conference, and then coming home excited and then mentioning it at a vegan lady boss meeting. And people were like, just do it. Record it on your phone. Hmm. And Dave was like, or we could pump the brakes. Well, and figure it out for a minute, too. I think yeah. it's the <laughs> it's. The idea of doing a podcast is like the car on cinder blocks in the backyard that you're going to get around to fixing up and making like a hot rod or whatever. And you, you just until you actually have the idea and the, the energy and the space and the structure to do it, it's just going to be that car on cinder blocks forever. So I urged us to take a minute and think about what we wanted to do because everybody has a podcast every especially now when we're staying at home it seems like the amount of people trying to do a podcast has like tripled so just wanted to make sure we had an idea i think you're right because we took our time we've got some audio equipment and we've got a banger of an idea we sure do speaking of bangers speak it oh speaking of bangers (laughs) let's talk about these tofu noodle bowls because (laughs) (laughs) because we have been eating these things for weeks and I finally actually put together a recipe for my website about them. And I'm glad that we have these written down for posterity because they are maybe my favorite quarantine recipe so far. Yeah? Yeah. I don't disagree. Yeah. As long as we're talking about the same noodle bowls. We are. They're the noodle bowls inspired by Dave looking at our friend Lee's Instagram. Yeah. And she had made some ramen noodles. Was hers with bok choy? Hers was with spinach? Purple cabbage. Purple cabbage. Yeah. That's right. I bookmarked it. So I also got some purple cabbage and some tofu, and Dave ordered some ramen noodles. And some bok choy? Well, we did it with the purple cabbage first. That got a big fat thumbs down from our kid, who it turns out doesn't like cabbage. So that's a thing we know. He doesn't like cooked cabbage. He'll eat raw cabbage, but not slaw. Mm. He's seven. This is what it's like to have a seven-year-old, y'all. So I decided to abandon the cabbage because I wasn't going to force him to eat something he truly hated, apparently, um, through recipe testing. And I pivoted to his favorite cruciferous vegetable, bok choy. Um, And so we're using quick cooking ramen and bok choy and tofu and making the veggies and tofu in the air fryer. 
And the best thing about these noodle bowls is they are so quick and so easy. And at this point I can make them on autopilot, which is exactly what I need when I'm starting to get like cooking every dinner, every night fatigue, which I'm sure that a lot of you can relate to right now. Can I put you on the spot real quick? Oh my gosh. And sure. I mean, <laughs> that's what this is. Oh that's my gosh. This, no, I had, this is my ignorance showing is that I had never thought of bok choy as a cruciferous vegetable, or I would never think to call it a cruciferous vegetable. Oh. And um, A, that's me being dumb because... Don't don't call yourself uh, Thanks, thanks don't for that. Don't talk that's about not what, That's that not way. the point of this. That's not the point of this. But it is a cruciferous vegetable? Mm-hmm. Related to cabbage. What is a cruciferous vegetable? It's a vegetable related to cabbage. Are you serious? That's yeah. all it is? Cabbage, okay. bok choy, broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels Carrots? sprouts. No. Okay. Bar- Brussels sprouts? I guess that makes sense. They're all those ones with that brassica smell when you cook them. Lettuce? No. It looks like cabbage, though. A little bit. But it's not? No. What would lettuce be? What kind of vegetable would it be? Leafy green. That Light. seems like... <laughs> It is. That seems like a cop out. Look, I'm not a nutritionist. I'll bring that up. It is a great word. I'll bring that up on this week's tea break because I'm talking to a nutritionist. Please do. I'll do that. Please do. I'll ask her your burning question. Or you can hop on and ask her yourself. I won't. So the bowl (laughs) is really good. I agree with you. It is really good. Are we going to talk about how we jazzed it up with a little bit of sauce? Because that's a whole other thing. Oh, yeah. The sweet chili sauce. There's the sweet chili sauce. I'm all about that sweet chili sauce right now. But then there's your go-to sauce that you put on everything under the sun that I finally started kind of like elbowing my way into that jar and, and getting a little bit of it for myself. Yeah, so this was an impulse buy at the grocery store long before we were stuck at home. It was just on sale, and I was like, I'm going to try this on-sale hot sauce. It's called Chow Chili Oil. It was in the same section as you would get stuff like coconut milk and like sriracha sauce. It's like a spicy oil with fermented garlic and red Thai chilies, I think. I'm not 100% sure. But what I do know is that it is good on everything I have ever put it on. And it, it is not, listener, it is not hyperbole to say everything. You legit put it on everything. I do, every night. It is mind-boggling to see the uh, shoehorning of this (laughs) oil into some dishes. Mac and cheese, check. Mashed potatoes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Fish fillets, fishless fillets, check. Yep. Like hot dogs. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tacos. uh, Everything. It is, it's, it's almost like... You're doing it to prove a point, and I know that you're not. But like, if you were to do it to prove a point, the point would be you would go to. This sauce is amazing, and if y'all can find it, you should definitely grab some. Yes, as long as we have ours. Yep. Make sure we got our (laughs) jar first because it's an emergency when we're out of it. So the other thing that we have been eating this week is a recipe that I was shooting for plantain tacos which they were definitely a hit for me. Um, Our child, I feel like he's coming across as a picky eater in this episode. He really isn't for his age. He eats a lot of stuff. He just has some ideas about how, he doesn't like tacos is what I'm trying to say. He likes all the taco things, but he does not like them in a tortilla. So he had all of his plantain taco elements on the plate. 
and he devoured it and he loved it. He just doesn't like tacos in a tortilla. Have you ever met somebody who doesn't like tacos? Like that is truly a a singular like trait. It is shocking. Anytime we're making tacos, it's at the last second that I remember that I don't want to put his stuff in a tortilla because he'll just dump it out. Like a tortilla is the greatest thing in the world. I don't think he likes tortillas. Do you remember when we were kids and tacos didn't come in tortillas? Like they came in hard shells? That was 100% of tacos. Well, in Florida, in Central Florida, where it's 100% of Taco Bell. But Yeah, in South Florida, we had a a pretty good variety of taco options. So I'd actually... Like for us, like soft taco was a development. Like that was a new thing that hit the scene. And it was amazing. It was a life changer. Soft tacos are arguably the best kind of taco. But Don't now, add us about that. But now or I miss, do. I kind of miss hard tacos because oh. now I'm kind of like, oh, it's like nachos. It's like you're holding nachos mm-hmm. and each bite is like the perfect balance of nachos. But when I have the choice, as I did this week, to get hard tacos, um, there's something in my brain that keeps me ordering the soft taco shell because the, the soft tortilla is just a dream. It really is. So, so about these plantain tacos. Oh, yeah. Um, they're amazing. They are air fryer or baked plantains and black beans. So the black beans get like a little bit crunchy. And then we top them with avocado and pickled onion. And it is just a real delight. Mm. Unless you're my husband. Yeah. Do you want to share the thing that makes you a little bit picky? I don't like plantains. I've never liked plantains. I don't like the taste. I don't like the texture. I love bananas. Don't like plantains. Does not like plantains. So Dave's poor tacos were kind of sad. It was just the beans and the onions. Yeah. And the avocado. And I made them and it looked so sad that we put some fishless fillets in the air fryer to to spice things up for you. Yeah, I was happy for you. I was happy for you. Can't win them all. I'd eat these tacos every week. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, we'll have to. These will be the Dave's out of town special once the world comes back. (laughs) Next time I go out of town in 2022. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, sorry. Can't win them all. It's true. You can't win them all. And on that note. <laughs> should we talk about this just egg? Yeah, speaking of winning. So I this guess that's is, a spoiler. Speaking of, yeah. <laughs> that's it's good. Okay. It's, it's good. good. It's good. We like it. Um, we're talking about the just egg from Hampton Creek Foods. This is not the kind that comes in the bottle as a liquid. The ones that we tried, I mean, we've had the ones in the bottle, and we'll talk about that a little bit, but the ones that we tried for this episode were the frozen ones. They came with toaster, skillet, oven, and microwave directions, and we ended up microwaving them because we are lazy and we like our food fast. If you hate microwaves, it's okay. You don't have to yell at me on Twitter. You can just not microwave yours. I'm not going to come to your home. And make you microwave your just egg. Probably if you hate microwaves, I mean, you're not eating. We're sitting here talking about processed food. Yeah, that's true. Probably the like, microwave haters aren't here. Microwaving them is the, you wouldn't is the line. You would, it can't even I say believe, microwave. I've been on Twitter. <laughs> I would believe. But, I mean, we... Like, I've been on Twitter. Uh, that was a slipper. We've, we've found out about these. Unconventionally, I think. Like, we both follow, I'm trying to remember the account, 
Vegan Disney World. Oh gosh, Vegan on, Disney is a great follow yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, and there was she was like in her kitchen, or what I presume was her kitchen, like holding up the box of just egg patties, and being like, "They're here, I got them." And that was a whole story of like in that moment, a whole story of this thing exists. They're available. They can be, they can be frozen. They you know, and. With Just Egg, I think our struggle has been, uh, personally, me, I cannot make Just Egg. I'm terrible at it. I'm assuming that it's a me thing and not the Just Egg product itself, is that I always burn it. There's a point at which it's like soupy, 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 and then it's overcooked and it's sticking to the pan, and I can't really find that balance. And so, and it was just taking me forever to, to make and kind of being a drag on the whole rest of the breakfast experience. So seeing this, finding out this way, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a ray of sunshine in a, in a bleak time and being that excited and being able to like get it like very shortly thereafter was really big for me. Yeah, that was exciting. I think the thing with me with cooking the Just Egg, I also feel like it was user error. Maybe it's just because I haven't cooked an egg in like a decade or more. But they always came out, the one from the bottle always came out kind of gummy for me or like rubbery. That's the word I'm thinking of. But I can't, so many people I know and whose food opinions I trust love them. So I feel like I must be doing something wrong. And I should speak to those people and find out what that problem well, is. Well, we've, we've eaten out and gotten Just Egg prepared really, really well. Yeah. The but point those is, are cooks. Those are chefs. Hey. the point is these frozen ones looked like something worth trying and i am glad that we tried them yeah so we we microwaved up a couple of patties set it down had very strange circumstance we ate it late at night one night because we were so excited to try it yep and did we just eat them off the plate with forks by themselves on tiny little plates that were only big enough for the patties themselves and we got forks and knives and we ate them like just aliens would would eat them (laughs) it was was a singular experience but that's twice we've used the word singular really (laughs) oh we gotta back off okay (laughs) but but it was amazing. It was amazing. It was really good. They nailed it. Even on their own, they held up. Yeah. The texture was spot on egg texture that I remember. I did feel like they had this little bit of like a sulfur aftertaste, which I know eggs have a sulfur flavor as well, but I don't remember that aftertaste like kind of lingering. But then that was like bite one. By like bite three, I was all in. Mm-hmm. And this was when I was eating it with a fork off a plate. When you made them again as like a bagel sandwich, um, I did not have that issue. You know, I had kind of a inverse experience. I think the first time I had it, I was really swept up by the, oh my God, they did it. They finally did it of it. Um, And then when we had it again and it was kind of like normalized, like it was just a a part of the the breakfast rotation, started picking it apart a little bit more in my head and enjoyed it a little bit less. That's when I did notice the aftertaste. And I think what you're talking about, which is like the aftertaste that kind of is there while you're is a during taste. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I guess it's a during taste. It wasn't an, but it was after, it was was between bites. That's an aftertaste. It was the sensation of an aftertaste, but you're actively eating it. So it's like in in the, in the pauses in between bites, you're getting that aftertaste. But again, I think 
were characterizing it as like a capital A aftertaste, and I didn't really, I wouldn't characterize it that way. I think, like, you know what? I sulfur is the wrong word. It was like a bit of a beanie taste yeah. because these are made from mung bean, pro, mung bean protein, mung beans. I'm not sure, but the point is, it was a little bit of a beanie taste. But as I ate it, it went away. And on a sandwich, I didn't get that beanie taste at all. Yeah, I think it's definitely it's a flavor, and that flavor is present the entire time which is kind of how food works yeah so, that is how food works yeah but i think it, like overall like it's really good i i would you know i don't think you could take a patty i'm not saying anybody would do this but you couldn't take a patty and slice it up and treat it like it was scrambled eggs on a plate and put other stuff like on the plate too and have like a breakfast like that but i think it's rolling like a breakfast sandwich or something is a really really strong way to get a little bit of protein in there and have a nice little oomph to your breakfast. Yeah, I agree. For someone who hasn't had eggs in a really long time, and Dave, I mean, you were a real egg person. I didn't eat a ton of eggs until yeah. we started dating. Really? And then we were eating I eggs. Forced like... them on you. <laughs> no, that was my first question. Was like, do you like eggs? <laughs> it was. That was that was a make or break. <laughs> I, no, but I you kind of like reintroduced me to the joy of like making an egg on the weekend. Yeah. When yeah. we first started dating Way in college. Long ago, yeah. And then when I went vegan, I remember that was hard for you. Yeah. Transitioning from making eggs on the weekends to making tofu scrambles. Like you had a little trouble at first, but you came around. Well, I think, you know, so much of it is, um, and we'll talk about this on other shows too, I think. It's just like the the comfort routine of making certain dishes. And, you know, when I went vegan, it was a transition for me. Kind of like you're talking about when, when you went vegan, it was... It's less about the specific food or for me, it wasn't. It was like more difficult to adjust those routines and those comfort routines and to find new ways to celebrate those routines and still like kind of find that comfort. And it's a transition, but it's it's always doable. And then companies like this are coming out with products that just kind of make that that thing easier, you know? Yeah, I always say I'm excited for people who are going vegan now because they're just so lucky. Yeah. When I went vegan, like, do you remember vegan cheese in 2006? It was, do you remember vegan cheese in 2017? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. When like, both of us went vegan, yeah. like, the, it's just every day it seems like companies are upping their games and yeah. vegan food is getting better and better. And I feel like the Just Egg and the Beyond Breakfast Sausage that we're going to talk about in the next episode, yeah. they just really... They make it easy. Yeah. Like I'm, it's just amazing. I feel like you look at the trajectory of like milks and the trajectory of cheeses over the past 10, 15 years, and you see that like eggs and probably sausages are probably like at the beginning of that trajectory or like right at that like rise point of that trajectory. And so I think it's going to be really exciting in five years to see what the vegan egg market looks like what the options are because yeah in five years we're gonna be like do you remember what vegan eggs were like in 2020 right you like, remember when we fell all over ourselves because just egg came out in a frozen patty oh my gosh i remember when daya first came out yeah a long a time ago you weren't and i was like this is changing my life yeah because it had been so long since i'd had any kind of cheese that melted yeah i mean it was a game do... changer and now like the variety is just wild and Daya has changed their formula a couple of times and I mean you're you're stripping stuff out of our cheese episode oh yeah we are definitely I mean, gonna do a cheese it's episode. it's a win not an if so 
Keep 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 it in the in the chamber for the cheese, the big cheese episode. All right. <laughs> well, more about that on the cheese episode yeah. to come. Are we going to do just an overall cheese episode though, or are we going to just try different? You want to do like Cheese Month? Oh my gosh, Cheese Month. <laughs> no, Cheese Month sounds gross. Cheese Month does sound a little gross. Uh, Scratch that. So down here on the outline, I do have a note for us to talk about vegan breakfast um, because I have a confession, which is during the week, I don't usually eat breakfast. I have no idea how that's possible. But it's true. Well, yeah, I'm not doubting you. Are you doubting I also me? live here, so I know that that's true. Do you? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I think it's just I roll out of bed. Paul and I do our morning workout. And then I by the time that's done and I've checked turnip prices, I look at the clock. <laughs> that's for you Animal Crossing lovers out there. I look at the clock and... I have a little moment of panic and I'm like, I got to get to work. And then by the time I bang out some work, yeah, it's 11 o'clock and I feel horrible and I'm wondering why I feel like I might die. And I realize it's because I have only had an Earl Grey tea today. And then when I make a huge, huge lunch at 11 a.m. at 11 a.m. on the dot, that's what we do. Yeah. He said his name. I'll bleep it out. Yeah. 11 a.m. is... A very early lunch. You know, I used to work at a Piccadilly cafeteria, and I think it opened at 11 a.m., and there would be a line of senior citizens. Uh, this was at the mall. There would be a line of senior citizens at the door. Like It was like concert tickets were going on sale every morning at 11 a.m., like banging on the door to let them in so that they could eat their breakfasts. Or, sorry, their lunches. And, <laughs> um, and they were they were actively hungry people at 11 a.m. and maybe they're all just a bunch of Beckys. <laughs> Some bunch <laughs> of Beckys. Just a bunch of Beckys at the Piccadilly. But it reminds me of that. It's the only time I've ever seen somebody else routinely eat lunch at 11 a.m. on the dot. It's just, I know, I've really got to get this, my my breakfast game going. It there seems are, to work have been for a few you, times, like when I'm testing breakfast recipes, like if I'm testing an overnight oatmeal or I made those um, baked oatmeal cups, or if I'm testing a muffin and there's something I can just grab like as I fly into my office in a panic, then I eat breakfast. But if there's not something in the fridge that I can just grab, and at night, I'm just not thinking about it. At night, I'm thinking, I really need to cross animals, and I really need to sit here on the couch and not move. At night, you you would be thinking about breakfast? Yeah, like making something to that would be available. Oh, See gotcha. What I'm yeah, I, just, I don't think about breakfast at night. Right. Because Who that's what the morning is for. At night? Yes. Right. The, I don't know. This is a me problem. I love breakfast food. Yeah. I'd eat breakfast food any time of day. Yeah, well, the phone lines are open. What time do you eat lunch? Call us <laughs> One eight hundred talking tofu. Don't call that number. That's not our number. <laughs> Give us a call. Tell us what time you eat breakfast. Just call. Leave a number on the voicemail. Don't introduce yourself. So my breakfast game is not on point. You are really good about breakfast. I like breakfast. Breakfast is uh, huge for me, but I think more and more it just becomes a light breakfast to tick the box. I think if I had time and, and wasn't super busy. With work and other things, I would I would go all in on a breakfast. But um, yeah, 
typically now it's it's a bagel with some cream cheese, Violife cream cheese, which is... Ooh, we should do an episode on that. Cheese week. Cheese month. No. <laughs> <laughs> Kick off cheese month with Violife cream cheese. Uh, but yeah, it's usually bagel and cream cheese or something similarly portioned uh, and coffee. And just drink coffee until you realize that I think I'm dying and then realize that it's because I have been drinking coffee for so many hours straight and then move on to lunch. It's interesting that our time for lunch cues are the same. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Every day. I'm like, oh, am I sick? Am I getting sick? Something wrong? Do I need to call the doctor? Every day. Why does everything feel like an emergency right now? My head hurts. Yeah. Oh, I'm hungry. I don't know why my body doesn't tell me in the usual way. I never feel like the stomach growling that you'd normally associate with hunger. I right. never get that. It's just that I start to feel like I may die. Well, and you have to hand it to the senior citizens because they are seeing this in far enough advanced time for them to get dressed, get in the car, go to the mall, and get to the Piccadilly within the five to ten minutes of opening and get ready to knock if necessary. Like that's that's would they really foresight. That's growth. Knock on yes, the door? they would knock. Oh, Dave. But that's growth. <laughs> like that's saying I am going to be unreasonably hungry unreasonably early. And I am going to take measures to prepare for it. Not eat so that I'm not hungry at eleven o'clock. They're like ten steps but I'm ahead going of to us. Get, right. So hats off to all you senior citizens out there. So we are we terrible at feeding ourselves. We love you here at Talking to Food. We sure do. So we're not so great at feeding ourselves during the week, but on the weekends, our brunch game is strong. It's we do strong. a lot of tofu scrambles, and I finally have committed the tofu scramble to a written recipe, which you can find at glueandglitter.com. It's cheesy. It's got spinach. It's easy to make. You want it. Um, it's good. But that tofu scramble has become just a building block on the way to our absolutely favorite vegan brunch lately, which is a tater top breakfast casserole, which is scramby on the bottom, tots on the top, and you bake it. Dave, were yeah. the tots your idea? I the think tots are usually my idea. 90% of the time they are, yeah. The tots are my go-to. Unless it's like midnight and I say, we need to make some tots now. Yeah. No, you have to save them for the t- I always push back on that because I want to save them to yes and all of our like breakfast and lunch ideas. Yeah, that's why we're eating those late night buffalo wings instead, which yeah. we will also talk about yeah, at that's length a in another episode. That's a problem. That's a problem. But you said, you know, I, I thought you were going in a certain direction, uh, but then you said that the tater tot breakfast casserole was our absolute favorite brunch meal. And I think people will find out in the next episode that that's just not so. And I'm not saying that it's up there on the in the top tier, but it's got some company too. That's true. We have kind of like a tied for first situation going on right now. Yeah, yeah, with that tater tot breakfast casserole, and, and don't tell them the brunch we'll be discussing dot, in the dot, next dot. episode. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. So Becky, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Glue and Glitter on Twitter and Instagram. And on Facebook, if you're into that kind of thing. Hey, Dave. Hey. Where can people find you on the internet? Great question. You can find me at Line Leader on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us both at Talkin' Tofu on Twitter. Thank you all so much for listening. This was really fun. And if you're enjoying the show, I hope you'll take a second to rate us on iTunes. And I hope you'll give us five stars. Those five stars really help new listeners find us. And your ratings really mean the world to us, too. And at, at this moment, everyone's a new listener. 
That's true. Including you. Including you, dear listener. Yes, you. Talking Tofu is a production of Glue and Glitter and Paddington Inc. Our music is by Delicate Beats. Thanks for listening, y'all. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.